Chapter 2 of the Thrilling Narratives of Mutiny, Murder, and Piracy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by D. Scott, Los Angeles, California. Thrilling Narratives of Mutiny, Murder, and Piracy by Anonymous. Chapter 2 An Occurrence at Sea. In June 1824, I embarked at Liverpool on board the Vibelia transport with the headquarters of my regiment, which was proceeding to Halifax, Nova Scotia. Our passage across the Atlantic was smooth, though long and tedious. After passing over the great bank of Newfoundland, catching a large quantities of codfish and halibut, and encountering the usual fogs, we were one morning, about the end of July, completely becalmed. All who have performed a voyage know the feeling of listlessness to which a landsman abandons himself during a calm. The morning was slowly passed in looking for appearances of a breeze, whistling for a wind, and the other idle pursuits usual on such occasions. Towards noon, a, a sailor from aloft pointed out to our observation a vessel at a distance, also, of course, becalmed. All eyes and glasses were immediately directed towards her, but she was too far off for the most experienced to determine whether she was an English or foreign, man-of-war or merchantman. After a time it occurred to me that it was a favorable opportunity for breaking in upon the monotony of the day. My influence with our captain obtained permission for the small cutter to be lowered, but he would not allow a single seaman to leave the ship. I, therefore, became the coxswain of the boat and accompanied by four of my brother officers as rowers, we pushed off, determined to pay a visit to the strange sail. To our landsman's eyes and judgment, she had appeared to be about four miles from us, but we found ourselves to be very much out in our calculation. It was more than double that distance. The rowers, however, pulled on bravely. We neared the stranger, making her out to be a large American merchantman, and, as he was approached, we observed a number of persons on deck reconnoitering us through glasses. At length we were alongside, and I passed on board, followed by three of my companions, one remaining in charge of the boat. On reaching the deck, we found it crowded with men, who seemed to regard us with wondering looks. I stepped forward and was received by the captain, who acquainted me that his vessel was the American ship Cadmus, on her passage from Havre de Grasse to New York with General the Marquis de Lafayette and sweetest passengers. A noble, venerable-looking veteran advanced from the poop toward us, and offered us his greetings with the courtesy of the old French school. He was Lafayette. My explanation of who we were and the motive of our visit appeared to excite his surprise. That five officers of the land service, unaccompanied by a single sailor, should leave their vessel on the open ocean and from mere curiosity visit a strange sail at such a distance was he declared most extraordinary he said they had observed our ship early in the morning had been occupied like ourselves in vain endeavors to make us out had remarked an object a mere speck upon the sea leave the vessel and move toward them and when at length it was made out to be a boat, the probable cause of such a circumstance had given rise to many surmises. I told him in mitigation of what he deemed our rashness, that we were, as a nation, so essentially maritime that every man in England was more or less a sailor. At all events, I ventured to add that if we had encountered some little risk, 
we had been amply repaid in seeing a man so celebrated and of whom we had all heard and read our comrade being relieved by an american sailor in the care of the boat we accepted the general's offer of refreshment proceeded to the cabin and passed a most agreeable hour the fast approach of evening and appearances of a breeze springing up induced us to take leave we separated from the old chief not as the acquaintance of an hour but with all of the warmth the grasp and pressure of hand of old friends as i parted from him at the gangway he mentioned having caused a case of claret to be lowered onto our boat which he begged us to present to our colonel and the other officers of our mess we pulled cheerily back but it was not until long after dark that we reached the vibelia and which we perhaps could not have accomplished but for their having exhibited blue lights every few minutes to point out our position we found our comrades had been in great alarm for our safety various had been the surmises that we had boarded a pirate and been sacrificed or made prisoners was the most prevalent and a breeze was anxiously prayed for that they might bear down and release or revenge us half an hour after we returned to our ship a light wind sprang up which very shortly freshened into a gale so that in the morning we had completely lost sight of the cadmus End of chapter.